Hi there and welcome back to Amplify, the personal brand entrepreneur podcast. I'm Bob Gentle and every Monday I'm joined by amazing people who share what makes their business work. If you're new, then take a second to subscribe through your player app. And while you're listening, join our Facebook community. Just visit amplifyme.fm forward slash insiders and you'll be taken right there. Hi there and welcome to Amplify, the personal brand entrepreneur show. Every week, I'm joined by amazing people who share what makes their business work. And this week, I'm really excited to be joined by Liz Scully from Rethink Central. And Liz, for those people who don't know you, why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about who you are, where you are, and the kind of work you do. Well, it's lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. I am a business strategist and a mastermind coach. I only really work with clients myself in masterminds because they are so effective. And my clients have been so happy and stayed with me such a long time. But a while ago, I started teaching people how to run a mastermind group. And you were one of a very, very select group of people. That select group is people who have been referred to me by actual clients. Uh, I have a client that I think we have in common and he told me you have to have Liz on your podcast and when your customer tells you you have to have somebody on a podcast, there's no choice. So <laughs> I'm really looking forward to speaking to you. Masterminds, masterminding, for me, it has been a game changer in my business, in my life. I think if it hadn't been for masterminds, I would know for a fact I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. We wouldn't be talking and... I'd still be probably very unhappy in my business. So for those people who don't know what a mastermind is and they're thinking, what is he talking about? What's your definition of a mastermind? Who are they for? Who should be in a mastermind? Who should be hosting masterminds? Tell me about masterminds, Liz. So part of the problem I have with masterminds is there is many definitions. So I'm glad you asked me what mine is, which is a mastermind in itself, in essence, is a group that meets regularly, shares information and sets a goal that you will have done by the next time you meet. It's super simple. And because it's so simple, it can be incredibly effective, like a coaching conversation. You're just talking to someone, but the results can be amazing. With a mastermind group, because it has longevity, because those people are with you for a long time, they see the evolution of your business. They see where you perhaps have blind spots in a way that one-to-one -one coaching sometimes doesn't because you're not with that person for a long time. Many people are in my mastermind groups for three years, for five years, and that's because it works. And as to who should run them, everybody. Who should be in them? Everybody. <laughs> I mean, I'm quite evangelical, as you can tell. So... For those people who haven't experienced a mastermind group, there might be some misconceptions or misinterpretations. So one for me is what would be very different from a mastermind group to something like a networking group? And I'm thinking, for example, I don't know if you've ever experienced BNI groups, sort of local networking groups where, again, people are together for a long period of time. How would you characterize a, a mastermind as being different from a networking group like that? Well, BNI is, of course, fabulous. Um, but as you say, it is a networking group. A mastermind group, particularly the sort I run, is a small, intimate group. It's four to six people who are there for you through thick and thin. And the big difference between BNI and similar groups is that you set goals at the beginning of the mastermind. So you're going to be together for six months or for a year. 
uh, when I work with my clients, we set a big plan. This is what you, you know, if you want to be earning an extra 100,000 three years from now, what do you have to do the year after and next year and this year? And what do you need to do in this six months to get that done? And that clear plan, that, that framework for everything means that each time we meet, and in my groups, people meet twice a month, in, in those sessions, everybody comes with a question that is answered. In BNI, you kind of broadcast yourself to the room, which is wonderful and has a real place. In Mastermind, you ask a question and then you're quiet while you absorb the goodness of the group. It's really powerful. So I get that. And I was quite clear on the distinction, but I think there's a lot of misconceptions, misunderstandings for a lot of people if they've never experienced a mastermind. These are the conclusions they're going to draw or the assumptions that they're going to make. So I think it's important to look at what are the assumptions people might make about masterminds and sort of try and dispel some of those myths. What other things do you hear people talking about when they push back against the idea of a mastermind where they've maybe misunderstood or had some false assumptions around what it actually is well because there isn't a federation there isn't a body looking after masterminds although one day i will fix that i will create <laughs> the federation of mastermind excellence foam probably oh, nice simply because i want to be head of the federation i would like to i would like to manage the whole thing um, but outside of foam being created, there are a lot of people that just add the word mastermind to all sorts of things. The, the effective part of a mastermind is the group together, people who see you and understand you. So sometimes people will take a Facebook group with 10,000 people in it and call it a mastermind. That, my friends, is not a mastermind. Not even close to a mastermind. So that's one of the biggest things. I was in a mastermind, there were a thousand people in it, it was rubbish. Well, yes, it, it would be. So first of all, it's a smallish number. It is people where you know everybody. That is really important. And that makes a big difference. Now you can also potentially run, and I've, I've done it myself, you can run a mastermind where it's all peers together. It's not, there's no one coach in charge and that can work very well. Obviously, when I'm in a mastermind, I tend to be the person doing that because that's my that's the main part of my business. But they can be terrible. Free masterminds tend to fall apart quite quickly because facilitation and curation, the right people in the group and making sure that the balance of who speaks and the coaching and the mix of people is right. If you don't have somebody looking after that, it can get awful one-sided where one person is just taking up all the oxygen in the room and that is painful and if you've experienced something like that that's called a mastermind they are painful i get that and i think i've seen all different kinds and my next question was going to be and you you've halfway answered it but i think there's probably another answer as well there are masterminds where there is the mastermind host and then there is sort of almost like a hybrid of a coaching group where it's, I'm going to say top down. But I can't think of another way to say it. It's um, mentor led, perhaps is a better way to put it. And then there's a peer mastermind group where there's no real 
mentor or leadership beyond maybe administrative leadership. What's your perspective on those two models? Are there inherent problems with one or the other benefits? Well, they can both work, but the key to a paid mastermind is that you've chosen to be in the room of the person who's leading it, the mentor, as you say. With a free mastermind or a peer-led mastermind, you potentially haven't curated as carefully. Sometimes you have, sometimes you've chosen your three most successful people and they are absolutely in accordance with each other. But often a free mastermind, the only curation is, I like my friend, my friend is available on a Wednesday. And (laughs) we need a bit more than that really. So um, often, and those free masterminds, often they sort of fizzle out after two or three months because that driving force isn't at the same rate. In a peer-led mastermind, you can have this amazing support group, but you're also, if you're the person facilitating it, you're doing this quite complicated mental thing, which is you have to, at some point, shift gear from you know, you speak next and you speak next. And I, I think I think we've heard enough from you now, that side of facilitation. You then have to shift gear to be in, and now I'm in the hot seat. Now I have to ask a question. And that is quite a difficult sort of mental piece of juggling to do. It, it's possible, of course it is, but it's not fun. I can see that. I really, really can see that that's two very different modes of being from being a host to participant, it's a difficult switch to make. Absolutely. And also, if I may add to that, there's also part of it, if some masterminds mix training and masterminding in the same call, and I strongly suggest that that is not the best way to do it for the same reason, because if you are teaching one to many, your brain as one of the many is in a kind of receiving mode. You're writing down information and you're fact-checking and and questioning. So you're in a kind of a how and a what mode. But for masterminding to work, you want to be in an emotional space where you are thinking about the best way to support the group. So you're sharing, you're all leaning in together. And that shift between one-to-many and we're all here together Again, just like the shift from facilitating to being, you know, from participant to host is hard. It is equally hard to go from I'm learning. Oh, wait, now I'm in a now I'm in a uh, what a, a more of a commune with the group. Yeah. So obviously masterminds and masterminding being the core of your business. Who is it that hires you to help and what are they hiring you to help with and what's your deliverable there and when you're looking at potential mastermind hosts or owners what are you looking for in terms of they're viable they're probably not viable okay so in my own groups i as a strategist i help people go from making money maybe 100k a year but not consistently sometimes they make a month they have a good month sometimes they have a bad month to regular good months and move towards 300 grand a year. So I take them from 100 grand and take them, give them the structure and the strategy to get to 300. Now, the interesting thing for me about that is that most of my clients, when they arrive, think that the problem is a mechanism, that they're missing some kind of structure, 
some something is missing in their business when it's actually really a mindset business. Sure, they have to get consistent in outreach and marketing, of course, but there isn't like a magic, oh, you need this special gizmo and everything's going to be fine. And what you do in a mastermind is this year, if it's a year long mastermind, this year we put in place the things so you get the results next year. It's... Yeah. Um, from a story point of view, this is where you're in the second act and the third act is where you get the results. And it, and it really works. And because of that, when the next year begins to loom on the horizon, the clients can see that they're gonna get that result. And that's why they re-up. That's why people stay with me for a long time. Sorry, go on. So um, so, so that's, what, that's, that's what I do. I take people from 100K to 300K. And when I'm training people to be in a mastermind, to run a mastermind rather. When I'm training people to run a mastermind, what I'm looking for is somebody who helps their clients make decisions in their business. That's really the key. If you do that and you like other humans, then masterminding is probably for you. So let me ask you this then, because I guess if you're me, everyone and his mother seems to be running a mastermind now if, if you're listening to this you may not see what i see because obviously my network is full of people like liz and me who are embedded in this but the sort of the reticular activating system sees masterminds everywhere i go so somebody who's thinking about launching a mastermind is immediately going to be struck with potentially the imposter syndrome of but will they want to join a mastermind with me what if they're already in a mastermind am i the right person what happens if i try and launch this mastermind and i just get tumbleweed or i get two people won't that be humiliating what mindset issues i guess is the question i'm coming to do you find are around the idea of launching a mastermind and how do you help people pass those towards actually taking action well you're right the, f the first anything you do can be hard and for most of us we we do have moments of what on earth why would anyone pay me to do that but the joy of a mastermind is that you can really maximize something that you have years of experience in you don't have to be a coach you don't have to know um, an incredible amount more than your clients, what you need to be able to do is to bring together the right people in the room, which is careful curation. If you have the right people together, then you can guide them through the conversation. And one of the joys of masterminding is if for some reason you, you don't have an answer to their question, when the group is, is giving their thoughts, you speak last. So if you genuinely have nothing to add to, what, to whatever their question is, you can make kind of gracious noises like, well, I think the group's really answered that. What a wonderful, lovely group of people you are. How intelligent. I think Dave had a wonderful thing. I think Bob had a wonderful thing to add there. I'd like to plus one all of that. And that adds to that feeling of community. And you haven't really said anything. Not, of course, that I ever do such a, such a thing myself. But, um, but absolutely anyone can do it as long as you are bringing the right people together. So maybe we should talk about curation. Would that be helpful? Well, th this is where I was going to go next because as somebody who for the last 18 years has been on a hamster wheel of sales, 
really it's only in the last five years or so that the pressure's come off me from a sales perspective, largely through to investing in my personal brand and changing my business model a little bit. But I'm very good at selling. And the danger then becomes you end up with a group of people who have been sold to or persuaded to join rather than a group of people of a burning need for what you do. So how do you manage that curation process in order that you get the right people, the people who have a genuine need, rather than those people you manage to persuade? Curation starts with your theme. Whatever your mastermind is about, and it must be about something, just the same way as if you were running a masterclass or a webinar, it's got to have a theme. So whatever your mastermind is about, needs to be something that your ideal client actually needs. Plus, of course, something that you personally can help them with. So in my case, it is growing their business. It's strategy. In your case, obviously, it would be personal branding or marketing or perhaps even sales. All of those things we know they have. Now, we can just put people together. And if you're good at sales, as you obviously are, you can sell people on things they don't want. That is not what you want, A, ethically at any time, but B, no. certainly not something you want for a mastermind because the group is going to be together for a long time. That's what I was going to say is that the problem with the mastermind is, let's say I was selling a box of screws. I can sell a box of screws to somebody who doesn't really need a box of screws. There's never going to be any blowback. They'll just put the screws on the shelf and forget about it. Whereas with a mastermind, you're going to have somebody in the room for the next six months who probably doesn't need to be there. True. And that's a real problem. So in my own business, I have two, two ways to get around this. So first of all, I say very, very clearly that there are no refunds. Once you're in, you're in. It's the Hotel California policy. And that's because I want to make sure that once people join, they're certain. And next to the Hotel California policy is if you have any doubts, don't buy. Let's hop on a call and check this is a good fit. And what I'm looking for in a client like that is, I, is I'm not just looking in the client. I'm looking at what the group needs. And a good, well-balanced mastermind has several things that are quite important. Obviously, there's the basics like... Uh, people are moving in the same direction for their goals. They have, roughly speaking, the same goals. But they're also moving at the same speed to those goals. So if you and I wanted to make a million dollars this year and you're at 900,000 and I'm just starting, we're not moving at the same speed. We, you would be annoyed by how slow I am and I would be terrified by how experienced you are. <laughs> Except if... You are very close to your million dollars and I'm just starting, but this is my sixth business. And I've just left a business where I had a wonderful exit. I have millions of dollars to spend on this. I have a massive team and I might be moving more quickly than you are, in which case you might feel intimidated by the fact that, good God, this woman seems to be, you know, she can do stuff in, in the two weeks between calls that I can't even dream of. So you want that same speed to goal. That's really important. So one of the other things that's really important for curation is to have a mix of people, not just personalities, but a mix of introverts and extroverts, because the way introverts and extroverts, it's not about how you feel about being in the crowd. It's how your mind processes that are quite, is quite important. Introverts tend to 
do a lot more internal thinking and then bring out an idea that's mostly formed to share. Whereas extroverts, we tend to think and clarify our thoughts by speaking. Now, you need both sorts in a group, but you also, from a curation point of view, that energy is going to be very helpful. And from a facilitation point of view, you need to warn, you need to warn the introverts before you speak to them, because otherwise they will say, I haven't got anything, I'm still thinking about it. And you need to warn the extroverts if you're going to make them wait, because they will get to a point where they're like, oh, I've forgotten what I was going to say now. It's all part of facilitation. So a mix of people, uh, similar goals, a similar speed to goal, and then also the basics, like you personally, I think this is really important, you personally have to like the group. Yeah. As you might know, this show is supported by our sponsor, Agora Pulse. Now, you know how hard it is to juggle all the things in your business, the accounts, the meetings, the never-ending inbox. And that's why I teamed up with Agora Pulse to give you more than five hours back a week when it comes to managing your social media marketing. No complicated Excel docs, long emails, or millions of open tabs. Simply manage all your social media channels in one place. Go to amplifyme.agency forward slash Agora Pulse to score two months for free on me. Now, all you have to do is figure out how you want to spend those spare five hours. I would like to talk money because obviously we're all in business to make money and the reason somebody would introduce a mastermind into their business model or their product line is because they want to increase their revenue. So where should a mastermind sit within your product mix and what impact can it have on your other offerings, if you see what I mean? Because if you introduce a mastermind at, say, £500 a month, well, if you are currently offering one-to-one coaching at 500 a month, there's a mismatch there. There's a disconnect. Yes. So how do you find people's product ecosystems shift when they start to bring in a mastermind? Well, there's two places you can put a mastermind. You can put it below your one-to-one coaching as a, a cheaper way to work with you. I have uh, a friend who is a director of marketing and she is, I think she's 10,000 a month normally. So she has a mastermind that is 2,000 a month. So she's getting the same amount for the five or six people in a group for the time she spends with them. And they're getting a break on the price because they're in a group or you can position it so that it's something you graduate into after you've done the one-to-one time, after you've got all the basics in place, then you are an alum and can move into a much more exciting high range group. And there, part of what you're selling is the other people in the group. The fact that you are moving in lockstep with a group of people who are your community now because you're in the mastermind together. And how would you advise somebody to manage pricing on a mastermind within the context of of their business at that time well obviously it 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 depends where you start but where i suggest for my students and all my pricing as you probably noticed all my pricing is in us dollars because that's where most of my clients are but what i suggest you do is that the very first mastermind is only three months not a not a six month, not an eight month, not a year, just three months. So you can see if you like it or not. So that's seven sessions. And in three months, you can do something very specific. It might be the first step of all the work you do with your clients. It could be if it was a uh, a book coaching 
mastermind, it might be you outline the book. It's that kind of thing. So you do something specific. And in that, you would then have a choice on where you where you position it. So where I suggest people start is that you start at $500 a month and that you offer that very first one. Instead of a $1,500, you offer an early bird that brings it to just under $1,000. So that if you have four people, you're going to earn just under four grand or six people just under six grand. Now, if, you, if you're listening to this and thinking, but I want to charge much more than that, absolutely do that. There is pretty much no limit to how you price this, just as you would with coaching. I might recommend to a new coach that they start at $100 an hour. But of course, if you want to charge a thousand and you have clientele that can do that, then that's where you start. That makes perfect sense. I think I've kind of asked this question already, but from a suitability perspective, if, if you were to go out actively looking for a group of people that you wanted to start masterminds, what would you be looking for? Who would you be able to look at and go, I know you're golden for it. <laughs> so your favorite clients, always the way, isn't it? The people that I would start with, if I was going to put together a mastermind for a new client, I would suggest they look at their, the people that they adore working with, the people that are sociable and helpful, and yet also have blind spots like we all do. So people that really want to get involved and also they're in that open frame of mind. You don't want someone in the group that's a, a no but person or a, oh, I don't like the sound of that. Obviously not every idea is going to be a great one, but you want people who are open and together and ready for that. And if I can sort of move us towards the way that I suggest people fill their first mastermind, which is you don't need, this is the beauty of masterminds, you don't need a big fancy sales page and a big funnel. If you sit down and you think about those ideal people, you're already beginning to curate who would be in the mastermind, who's a good fit. You're already thinking about personalities and how much time you like spending with them and how they might fit together and how you know you can help them over time. So that list, if you can get 12 people on the list, Actually, if you can get 16 people on a list, you can pretty much fill a four-person mastermind. Now, if you're lucky and can put 20 people on a list, you can fill a six-person mastermind, possibly two four-people masterminds. So all you need for that is you, you get clear on the idea, you get your list, and then you gently suggest the idea to them and you follow up with a call if they're interested. And it's so simple. Even now, eight years into masterminding, I still fill at least one mastermind a year just by direct outreach. I'm doing this new thing. It's really exciting. I'd love for you to be part of it. You're a great fit. Do you want to talk about it? And you're not sending people to sales pages or complex funnels. It's very linear. I really like that. It is. All you need is a simple email to follow up saying, you know, hey, Bob, it was great speaking to you. This is the mastermind I was telling you about. Click here to pay for it. These are the dates. I really hope you can be part of it. This offer's open till Friday. Click here. So let me turn the question right around and think from your perspective as Liz, when you're looking at customers thinking, that person really needs to start a mastermind. What are the standout features that you see as as golden from that perspective? Hmm, interesting question. So 
if they already have like a good group of people that they're already, you know, as we talk about masterminds, if your listeners are thinking, actually, I do know some people, that's a really good sign. Also, anyone who's been in a mastermind and been very happy about it is going to know quite how lovely they are. But obviously, sadly, the whole world has not been in good masterminds. But if you can facilitate well, and that's a task, that's a skill that many of us have. If you can facilitate well, and you are used to guiding your clients to decisions, and that's pretty much all coaches and consultants. If you're used to guiding those conversations, masterminds are a great fit for you. I think what I love about masterminds and, and group coaching, and I'm on a on a, I'm on a break with my group right now, and I'm going <laughs> to be bringing it back. So if anybody's listening, thinking I want to be in Bob's mastermind, reach out now is a very good time. But I loved it. It was probably the highlight of my month. From a from a fulfillment perspective, it was the best part of my business. But, and this is important, commercially, um, I went through the exercise of, of looking at all the different things I did in my business and calculating the effective hourly rate of each element. And the mastermind group was coming out very high and my, my group was inexpensive. Let me just put it that way. Compared to the, com- the numbers we've been talking about, it was below your way below your bottom range but it was still still the most productive and profitable part of my business and it's so much fun as well yeah i spend Um, most of my days just hanging around with smart people listening to their thoughts (laughs) brilliant and that hey that's why i do a podcast um (laughs) flatterer (laughs) but this is the thing i mean although you're talking relatively modest amounts of money and yeah if you're talking $500, what $500 to me and somebody else might mean two very different things. Let's just assume it's it's a relatively modest monthly outlay for a business owner. But for you, when you look at collectively the value that Mastermind is bringing to you as, as the person who's delivering it, it's really, really commercially worthwhile. Probably the most worthwhile thing you'll do. So I just want to say that as a bit of reinforcement that masterminds they might sound a little bit wacky but they really allow you and this is obviously it's wacky if you've never heard of them (laughs) if you've been participating in them then it's very mainstream it's very productive and commercially it's so worthwhile and from a personal fulfillment perspective if you're well aligned with doing that kind of work and being sociable and facilitating it's going to be the most fulfilling work you ever do as well Absolutely. And one of the one of the delights about mastermind is you don't need to be an extrovert to run them because obviously introverts are not shy. They just don't want to meet lots and lots of people. And masterminds are the same group all the time. It's like going to a regular dinner party. You get to know the people. And for me, as I said, I run a business strategy mastermind. I th- I'm sure that's why my business has grown so quickly, because I get to hear my brilliant clients helping each other with brilliant ideas and they become super fans. I can test things with them. I can try bits of copy on them. They are always the people that buy anything I've got first. It is just such a lovely thing. Plus, there's no homework afterwards. And frankly, as long as you've got the camera switched on and you're facing the right direction, you've got a shirt on, you are good (laughs) to go 30 seconds beforehand. 
So Liz, I want to talk about your business a little bit. What is it that makes your business tick? What do you do for money? How do you serve your clients? What does an engagement with you look like on the various ways people can engage with you? And what's a good looking client for you? I don't know what order those questions were in, (laughs) if they even make sense together. Well, as I said, I help coaches and consultants. I think I said this. So I help coaches and consultants, copywriters, designers, anyone that has, I hate that phrase, a knowledge-based business, but that principle, I'm sure many of your clients are in the same position. So people that help people. And my clients have a wicked sense of humour and they really want to do really well without destroying the planet. I know it sounds really small, but nice humans that are doing lovely work. I would not describe this normally as an ideal client, but it's very important to me. And it is so nice to spend time with people who are energized about what they're doing. I never, I get, I mean, because that's the other thing is because of the curation, I get to choose who I work with. So super connected, super engaged people. And I help people with strategy, positioning, messaging, and more and more, I'm sure you're the same, more and more, I've realized that the heart of everything is positioning. And once you've got your position right, you know who your avatar is, your messaging is beautifully clear. Masterminds will give you that just uplift around that. So I train people in masterminds because they have changed my business. They are the way I work with clients. And frankly, as I said, I just spend my days giggling with lovely people. Right. So if people want to connect with you, if they want to go further with you, how would you like them to do that? Well, I have made a special page for listeners of your podcast. You can go and pick up some information about masterminds. Um, you can go to rethinkcentral.com slash amplify and find some freebies there for you. No opt in. You can just go and get a whole bunch of lovely things. I'll speak to I'll speak to you, Bob, afterwards to find out what would be the best thing to have on there. Okay. And if you would like to follow me via Instagram, you can find me at Rethink Central. And also, I'm just starting a new business called Evil Coach, which oh. is ridiculous. And is it's not for everyone, shall we say? It's not for everyone. It's quite salty. But if you fancy, if you fancy checking that out, it's all the things I've ever wanted to say as a coach with a weird side of kink. It is very strange. It's also on Instagram. It's Obey Evil Coach. That's a, yeah, it's edgy. <laughs> exactly. It's a bit of a left turn from coaches and copywriters. It's fantastic. It makes me giggle. So Liz, I'm going to finish with one question that I remember to ask everyone these days. And that's what's one thing you do now that you wish had started five years ago? I actually do a huge number of just random calls with people, not, not, not absolutely completely random, darling, but I make sure I do a huge number of networking calls either every week or every month. And I started doing them when I was, I used to live in India. I used to work in the film industry and a lot of the networking, the people that are now my closest friends that became my clients, they came from making sure that I had made connections. And now, and this is the thing I didn't used to do, now I have at least four hours a month, which is just set aside to talk to people. It has been such a good thing for my business. And I think that really is a, what it's that, what's at the heart of masterminding as well. I had it summed up to me as friends helping friends, which I think sums everything up. That's really the secret web, I guess, that's almost underpinning this whole internet business thing. Personal branding is important. 
yes but never underestimate the power of connections and people and i'm not talking from a manipulative perspective but if you can genuinely reach out and help somebody they'll reciprocate and that for me is one of the key strengths of a mastermind is just a group of friends helping each other and the rising tide lifting all ships that's been huge in my business i'm sure it's been huge in yours and i hope to the listener they can start to make it huge in theirs too so don't underestimate as liz said the power of simply reaching out and making contact with someone liz you have been an awesome guest it's been great to spend this time with you and hopefully I get to meet you in person sometimes once once I start traveling again after the pandemic but for now thank you so much for being such a great guest it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much before I go just a quick reminder to subscribe and join our Facebook group you'll find a link in the show notes or visit amplifyme.fm forward slash insiders also connect with me wherever you hang out you'll find me on all the social platforms at Bob Gentle If you enjoyed the show, then I would love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It would make my day. And if you shared the show with a friend, you would literally make my golden list. My name's Bob Gentle. Thanks to you for listening, and I'll see you next week. Listener.